Hello and welcome to my new podcast called Innovation. Innovation was inspired by my previous podcast, Silence, where over the course of two years, I spoke weekly with 100 women from science, technology, engineering and mathematics, or STEM. I kept all of my guests anonymous so that they could talk openly and honestly, and they really, really did. We discussed their experiences and their lifelong journeys and their hopes and ideas for living fulfilling and contented lives. Because everyone was kept anonymous, the conversations on silence were always so raw and so transparent. And surprisingly, we didn't just talk about STEM, but about everything. And the topics that kept coming up over and over again are the same topics that people ask me about at the end of a talk I've given or topics that I discuss with my friends or my family. And so I thought that rather than keep these very private topics closed, how about throwing them out into the world and letting everyone hear and engage in issues that are clearly important to many of us? So what I've done is I've sifted through all the episodes of Silence to bring out my favourite topics and really bring together all the perspectives and opinions of all the guests on my show to really delve into that subject deeply. Each week on Innovation, I'll be reflecting on their talking points, which are actually pearls of wisdom that I found particularly provoking, inspiring and empowering in the hope that they resonate with you too. This week is all about empowerment. I think the the key is really independence. And I think for women, the key is really economic empowerment. That And that's what gives you your independence. A lot of women are tied to situations or men because of the financial dependence Mm. Um, i think we are lucky to be in this society than a lot of the other countries around the world women have a lot more rights they have a lot more opportunities open to them Um, we're not quite like the nordic societies but um you know i think we're the next best thing as with most things in our society Empowerment often is tied to money and my guest from episode 20 talks about how women can be empowered through financial means. And I think that's a really valid point and a really important thing to consider. And there's been so many discussions and actually some kind of change in the subject of the gender pay gap. And trying to close that up, I mean, we have more awareness of the differences in gender pay than we ever have. And, you know, those differences have been really stark and actually quite shocking, where men and women doing the exact same job get paid differently, with women often getting paid less. And this isn't something that hasn't gone away. I hear stories all the time that where people have gone for interviews in fact there was one episode where my guest had gone for an interview that her boyfriend had also gone for and they both got offered the job but because no one knew they were together they didn't realize that the employer had actually offered her boyfriend much more money than she was offered and she was actually more experienced and more senior and you know so things like this happen all the time that are really shocking and that's definitely a subject that needs to be addressed and rectified but in my opinion empowerment isn't just about pay it's about so many other things 
for me, I'm more likely to come from a much more kind of spiritual or emotional or mental uh, perspective when it comes to empowerment. Because I feel that if you are able to develop yourself on a more emotional, spiritual and mental level, then all the other material things like gender pay gap and all those kind of like very earthly and human constructs are much easier to deal with if you've got if you are internally empowered so my guest from episode 65 delves into that landscape that emotional landscape that a lot of people find really really difficult to talk about and I am gonna sort of explore that side of things in this podcast because I don't think we actually talk about it enough and yes it's going to get awkward and icky but bear with me because I think there's actually a lot of power to be mined if you want um, from actually developing empowerment from within so this is what my guest from episode 65 has to say so it's that is playing victim and, you know, there, there's something called the drama triangle. The drama triangle has victim, perpetrator and rescuer. And um, certainly when you play the victim, you can move in to be perpetrator, sometimes rescuer. But you, you're in a, in a position of disempowerment. It's probably deep psychological stuff that is the topic for therapists. But I really understand from my personal experience I do feel that I lose a lot of my power when I feel like I'm the victim. So when I feel like someone's upset me or someone's done something to me to um, cause me suffering or anger or resentment, I am in that case in victim mode. I felt like that a lot in my life where I feel like someone's done something wrong by me or, you know, even to some extent, I felt like my parents raised me in a certain way that put me on a back foot. You know, they instilled certain things. They were disciplinary on certain subjects and I felt like a bit of a victim. And what I have come to realize as I've grown up is that by being a victim, as in by feeling like someone else has done wrong by you, we lose our power. And so what I'm finding is that no matter who has done what to you, if we're able to see it in a certain way, as in what have I gained from this pain that I'm going through, as a result of somebody else's actions, we actually take back our power. Because people can upset us in so many different ways. But if we let that upset get to us, all that ends up happening is we lose our power. Whereas if someone hurts us and we say, okay, that's their problem, it doesn't have to be mine, we take back our power. And my guest from episode 65 has her perspective on this. You are feeling that it's because you are in charge of your feelings, not me. Wow. You know, so it's just like, again, teaching him to take that responsibility for himself. And we 
we as leaders out there, you know, need need to take that on board ourselves, so so that we can be empowered, so that we can be strong, strong in our core, um, and then play that forward. So it's just like culturally, this is how how we are. Yes, if you've got a problem, you can come come to me, um, you know, and, and and talk to me about it. But I need you to to look at this, and I need you to come, you know, with maybe a solution, or at least to have thought about a solution, or to ask for help. Which again is something that so many of us, particularly, I would say, I I would say particularly women, um, because maybe we can be judged more harshly in the workplace if we do ask for help. We're we're expected to be. Mm-hmm you know, invincible, self-sufficient. Exactly. I know people notice when we're not, you know, so it's just like if a woman asks a question, do they notice, you know, if a man doesn't ask, if a man asks the question, do they judge them in the same way? You know, you're always going to be judging a minority um, differently and, you know, everyone's subjected to biases and things like that. So, yeah. I think if we're able to realise that we are in control of our own levels of power we're then able to own our shortcomings and we're able to own where we need help and we don't see it as being a massive weakness i've had guests on my show on silence who talk about being vulnerable and talk about owning aspects of themselves where they're not so good at something. I remember one of my guests talking about how she was absolutely terrible at maths, but she was doing a STEM PhD. And by admitting that she's not good at maths, she was able to, in a very empowered way, ask people who were good at maths to help her. So I think by not playing the victim, like, oh, I'm not good at maths, everything's going wrong, I'm not going to be great at something, but by saying, you know what? I have qualities in certain areas and, you know, maybe I'm not so good in certain areas, actually empowers you. And then you're able to ask for help in a very confident way. And I think women tend to do less of the owning their defects more than men. Uh, But, you know, it's a people thing. We don't want to admit that we're weak. We don't want to admit that we struggle. We don't want to admit that maybe we're not so good at something. But by really owning those things, you actually empower yourself because not no single human being on this planet is good at everything. No one has nailed it in terms of being the perfect human being. And by acknowledging that, you actually gain strength as a person. And what comes with that is a real acceptance and a really and a real appreciation for the person that you are. And again, my guest from episode 65 continues on to talk about her gratitude for the gifts she's been given in life. But I will often, if I'm in that, um, I'll do gratitude. So it's just like, um, just run through how grateful I am. So thank you for my life. You know, thank you for all the things that I have in my life. And I'll just change my state. So I'll get into a different mm. state. So it's I'll run through my gratitude list. 
Um, sometimes if I'm able to, I can get get out, you know, get out into nature. So that often helps me get get a better perspective. Sometimes exercising, get those endorphins in, you know, move my body, shake it out of my body and um, sometimes where it can be sitting um, in being aware of where it can sit. You know, this like this feeling more of disempowerment or or. I am the victim, you know, in the sorry state that you're in and like, poor me, poor me, totally mm. disempowered. I think once we're able to really own what we're not so good at and admit to being vulnerable in certain aspects, we are then able to participate in the game of life. I think it would be naive to say that by being empowered from within, suddenly everything on the outside becomes easier. No, not at all. We are living in a world where, and that goes back to the gender pay gap, where women are often at a disadvantage. Women, minorities, people who are slightly different are at a disadvantage because they're just not accepted for being different. We live in a society where everyone actually wants to be like everyone else but just better versions of the norm and so we're living in an extremely competitive environment and if we're able to truly know where we lack we're then able to compete in that competitive environment knowing where we're likely to trip up it's kind of like running in a race where Maybe you've got a sore big toe and you know that you're not going to be able to run as fast as other people. But rather than see yourself as a victim, you can do something about that sore toe. Maybe wear better shoes or wear a support for your foot or do something to compensate for the shortcomings that you have but still run the race anyway. I think when people go into victim mode, they can really focus on the fact that they've got a bad toe and, oh, I don't even know why I should even be in the race. I'm never going to win. As opposed to a much more empowered perspective of, yeah, I've got a bad toe, but I'm going to run in the race anyway. And my guest from episode 24 talks about being strategic in a very competitive world with is how to be strategic. Yes, women are talked over. Yes, we are overlooked um, at times. And so knowing that there's real bias out there, you know, rather than go victim to it, I have to make empowering choices for how I can be successful in that environment. And I I have really um, made it an effort to teach other women how to do that because I had great men who mentored me or or sponsored me, you know, in those Mm. areas and coached me. What I love about my guest from episode 24 is that she really does see life like a game. In fact, she spent most of her childhood playing video games and really learning how to be strategic and how to be smart about the way she conducts herself in the world. And I think that's a really great idea. You know, she talks about male mentors because it isn't about men, women, black, white, you know, these kind of 
categories that people put others into or we put ourselves into. This is about being smart about the world you live in and playing the game and gaining inspiration and motivation from the people that you admire, regardless of their gender, regardless of their colour, regardless of their culture. You know, but really learning about what works and what doesn't and being kind to yourself in being strategic. You're, I think being strategic is useful if you're doing it to be the best, be the best version of yourself, you know, but in striving to be your best it's really important to be kind to yourself at the same time so rather than competing with yourself and struggling to be your best and setting up high expectations for what you can achieve rather enjoying life and enjoying the journey of striving to be your best in a kind and self-loving way this from my guest from episode 38 I am embarking on a new chapter. I think I have a lot to learn. Um, I think that I am continuing to grow and expand. I have a lot more compassion for myself um, and patience also than I've ever had before. Um, Because I used to believe that I needed to have it all right now. And now I see, okay, I am just coming out of uh, three children's early childhood. You know, my youngest is seven. So, you know, uh, just really moving into some more independence, although they need me every single day, all the Mm. time still. Um, but I'm also much more empowered to set boundaries, um, and essentially to demand, um, active co-parenting with my husband. Um, so it's all a work in progress. And I think that, um, life is a, a series of chapters where we have more intensive focus on different aspects of our life at different times. Mm. I I believe much like uh, Michelle Obama recently famously said, you know, that that lean in shit is bullshit. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but as she called it out. She actually, I think, did use the word bullshit. <laughs> um, but we all know that you can't have it all at the same time. Right. You know, a lot of this movement to become empowered has been held back by tradition and cultural expectation and gender roles, stereotypes, and all these ways of thinking, which today just seem really old-fashioned. I feel like we're moving into an era where people want to mentor. You know, we've got older generations that have clocked up so much knowledge and wisdom over their lives. And what I find really inspiring is when those people share their knowledge, share their wisdom, share their experiences, but not in a you must do it this way, but more in a way of this is what I did. This is what works for me. And, you know, those timeless lessons which are immune to 
today's generation of TikTok and Facebook and Twitter and all these like fast moving ways of being. And they're more, you know, just those grandmother stories that will never, ever not be valid and not be useful. And people are mentoring and being role models more than they ever have. I think we're moving out of an era where it's all about the ego and celebrating certain iconic Hollywood film stars. And it's more about sharing experiences. Um, And especially because of social media, where people can really post all their experiences and share their lives. I think we're now able more than ever before to pick and choose our strategies for living our own lives. It's now not only cool to drive the fast car or have the massive home in some paradise island. Some people, it just, that doesn't float their boat. You know, some people want to have a humble life. And I think we're now in a phase of time where we're allowed to have whatever we want, if that's what makes us happy rather than constantly measuring ourselves against other people. I think that also does exist. But I feel that the most empowered people are saying, that's great that you want three sports cars, but that doesn't, that doesn't actually do it for me. And that's okay. You know, people are, that's an empowered way of being to say, I'm so happy that makes you happy, but I want something else out of life. And, um, Again, it's that acceptance of being who you are and knowing who you are in order to strive for what you want, whether that's what your friends want or not. My guest from episode 59 shares how her mother wants to impart her wisdom and experience onto others. And I feel like her mother's approach is timeless. Yeah, she's she's pretty extraordinary. And and also the other thing that she remains um, to this day is incredibly uh, optimistic about um, young people and um, and really sort of that sense of empowering, you know, young people to sort of be who they can be. Um, I still see that now with her, you know, all of our extended family. They go to her for so many different reasons, counsel and opinion and sort of support and she's just such a huge cornerstone of the family. I think it's so important to find your tribe, find people who are in your corner who want to help you become empowered, who want to help you find your strategy for life and it's so important to hang around the right people, hang around people that want to lift you up and see you succeed rather than judge you um, as being as cool as them or I always find for me whenever I'm in a situation where I feel judged or I feel uncomfortable or I don't feel like I fit or that I'm feeling under pressure to be cool or to look a certain way or you know if I'm around people where it's a very conditional kind of situation to me that's toxic I want to be around people that accept me for exactly who I am. I'm not saying that my friends don't tell me, oh, you know, maybe you should brush your hair from time to time. Or, you know, my friends do give me constructive criticism. But 
that's very different from people that actually judge you and criticize you for who you are and make you feel bad. You know, there are bullies out there that really make you feel bad for being who you are. And that's toxic. You don't need to be around that. There are people out there that will accept you just the way you are. Yeah, they'll give you suggestions and advice on how to be better. But they won't make you feel bad if you don't do those things. They'll love you no matter what. And those, to me, are the people I want to hang around with. This from episode 38. Do I feel empowered, uplifted, excited, motivated? Or do I feel self-doubt, diminished, demeaned, you know? And if I really check in with myself, it's pretty clear, you know, the people that are healthy influences that I want to, you know, spend time with and learn from and uh, be mentored by and people that are, you know, more toxic or unhelpful, we could just say. So it's finding those real champions and spending time with them. Trust me, as a woman in engineering, I've really felt like a minority and finding people to be in my tribe hasn't been the easiest journey. You know, when you're really different and unconventional, it can be tricky to find people that really get it and understand you. Most of the time, they're just looking at you going, wow, you're so odd and so different. I don't know how to relate. And so often, if you are unique and different, it can be quite lonely. But I think, in my opinion, it's really important to not change, um, to really and truly be yourself even if it means you're alone, because by being yourself, there's probably a bunch of other weirdos out there that are different who see you and go, oh, that person's just being themselves. I want to be like that. And so you'll end up being a trailblazer and a leader as a result of being unique and actually putting up with being alone for a bit. As my guest in episode 11 describes. Um, I think it can be very empowering to not feel alone. Mm. And that's kind of on an on an individual basis. I mean, we all sometimes need it need somebody to relate to who can kind of understand our experiences. I also think that just in general, we would be a lot better off if we had more women in these kinds of fields because um, progress really depends on having new ideas. And a great way of getting new ideas is having more diversity in the people who are producing ideas. I was actually having this exact same discussion about empowerment with a guest from episode 23. And I was pretty much saying what I've been saying on this podcast so far about being vulnerable and, you know, how it can be empowering to own your vulnerabilities and things like that. And she came up with such a funny story from a show on Netflix, which I really just want to share with you now. The minute we admit that actually we're feeling a bit weak or a bit vulnerable about something or a little bit yeah just a little bit vulnerable about something that actually shows a huge amount of empowerment or it is empowering and I think that's what I hope to try and convey through these podcasts that it is okay to actually air your true feelings about things because I think women feel very pressured to hide how they really feel or put on a front or uh, sort of fake it uh, to make it in male-dominated environments. And we do ourselves a real disservice because we're being disingenuous. Have you seen Amazon TV has a series 
um, called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-mm. And in the pilot episode, it shows a woman, I think it's the 1950s. It shows kind of what the housewife looks like. And I'm bringing this up because she, you know, in her fabulous dressing gown, goes <laughs> to bed next to her husband, waits for him to fall asleep, then wakes up, brushes her teeth, puts her hair in curlers, puts a <laughs> kerchief over the curlers, puts the cold cream on her face so she looks like a terrible, horrific monster, and then goes to sleep. And then she wakes up early before her husband and right. she brushes her teeth and takes off the cold cream and fluffs out her hair and puts on makeup and then gets back into bed so she could just wake up like this. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. I mean, and that's only 50 years ago, right? Or 60 years ago. And how liberating for us if we could just walk around in the hair curlers and the cold cream. I mean, I would love women to have enough confidence and self-worth and self-belief to say, you know what? I want my hair in curlers and I want to wear the cold cream. And that's just part of the whole beauty regime. I did not wake up like this, you know? That's what I would like to achieve. Can you imagine that women used to put themselves through that? I mean, yes, it's a series on Netflix, but I, it's it couldn't be closer to the truth. And I feel like at some points in my life, I have actually run around trying to change myself and trying to improve myself because of what other people might think of me. And that really is an unempowered place to be in your own mind where you're actually putting other people's opinions before your own. And I think we are coming into that time where we're starting to care less about what people think and are putting more emphasis and priority on what we feel about ourselves. Particularly during lockdown, I think we all had to reflect on what's important to each and every one of us. And our priorities were different amongst different individuals. And I think that's such a good thing. It was really important to get off that treadmill of competition and actually say, hang on, what's, what matters most to me? And by doing that, by asking ourselves that, we were actually empowering ourselves to get through lockdown. And I love that story from episode 23 because we used to be like that, but I don't think we're staying like that, which is really encouraging. Dare I say it, the marvellous Mrs. Meisel might actually just be a long distant memory. I mean, it seems like generations today are so much more confident in actually being different and being unconventional. And my guest from episode 40 talks about how she felt empowered by being different. My gosh, that so wasn't my story, but good on her. I'm currently doing a PhD. Right. So you've got to a, you've got to an advanced level. Um how come I mean, have you been put off by these ratios or does it not affect you? To be honest, I actually see it as empowering. So if anything, it does, it does me good. <laughs> as strange as that might sound like, yeah, it is, it is difficult, especially when you're, I think when you're very young, um, sort of, sort of for, for school girls to not have role models because the idea doesn't even really enter their head. You know, they don't see 
these women and they're not going to get the ideas. I was quite lucky that I went to I went to an all girls school and it was a science and engineering school uh, for my high school. And they they did encourage us to, you know, they say to us, you can go into the sciences, you can go into mm. engineering. So I was incredibly lucky and blessed to have that, to have that support and go, this is an option for you. Yeah. From an early age. I'm really seeing a strong trend in um, women that have come from single sex schools. I think being comfortable in your own skin is a bit of a journey and sometimes it feels good and sometimes it feels really awkward and all of those feelings are part of the journey and that's okay. I don't think people are born empowered or maybe they are but actually they lose their power because of wanting to fit into society and live with other people. But the point is that getting to that place where you do feel empowered isn't a comfortable journey. It isn't a straight shot to empowerment. I think it's a bit up and down and left and right and all over the place. And what I love about my guest from episode 60 is that she really describes that bumpy journey. And ultimately, she arrives at a place which is truly accepting of the way it is to just be human. I think it's also reminding us that it's okay to be like really impressed by ourselves. Mm. And I, I do think that there's this level of humility that's expected by women and, and also this level of, um, you know, t- thinking about who else made stuff possible. And I think that we can, we obviously should express gratitude to those people who've helped us along the way, as we all mm. should. But I think that we should take more time to think like I did this, it was me, um, I am great and it's okay to feel like incredibly self-satisfied and smug about my own accomplishments and like maybe not to tell everyone that you're feeling smug but it's like just to know it ourselves. The feeling is so empowering like I am actually phenomenal. And what I love about my guest from episode 60 is she describes that bumpy journey and I think it's just being human. I think the truth is when you face what's really uncomfortable and you face your fears and you push yourself to grow in areas where you think you're weak, it can be, it can make you really wobbly. It can make you unstable in your own skin, but it's so worth the journey when you come through to the other side. That's where the empowerment is. When you face your fears when you face your demons and your gremlins that sit in your head that tell you that you're not good enough or you shouldn't be trying this or why should you bother being better at this? You're just rubbish. When you look at all of those voices square on the, in the face, when you, when you tackle all those negative voices and you do it anyway, that's how you get empowerment. This from episode 61. Rest me and that was my nightmare, which I know sounds super weird because I, I don't give two craps about clothes right now. But some of they have pictures of me going to school in like the most heinous outfits. You've <laughs> and it was your seen. choice. But they were just like, it was my choice. And I liked the weird like polka dot leggings stripey, and yeah. stripey shirt, you know. And I, I had like this little like fro, like my haircut was appalling. <laughs> And they were just like, well, like, whatever, if that's what she wants that's to do, then so awesome. I mean, she's not hurting anyone, she's expressing yourself. And it gave me this sense of like, it, being very empowered to be whoever I was. So does that mean you've always owned your weirdness then? 
I think, I mean, I could, I could lie and be like, I have always been completely comfortable being like a slightly unpopular weirdo. I think that I have most of the time, but that doesn't mean it was always easy. And there have been times in my life when I wanted things and I knew that my weirdness was preventing me from getting them, you know, at least immediately. Um, but in retrospect, I mean, Ooh, like what? I think that there's, there's always been these sort of social humps that I had to get over, if that makes sense. So when I was starting like primary school and I was like the really badly dressed girl who talked about science while all of her peers talked about, you know, Barbie dolls or whatever, um, you know, I didn't get invited to any birthday parties. And it was really hard, like, watching everyone else get invited to birthday parties. And there was a part of me that wanted to have closer friends, but also, like, this much stronger, like, very uncompromising part of me that refused to change for other people. And so there was kind Mm -hmm. of, I I think that, in a sense, I was always that way. But, you know, you do have to kind of logic yourself into it and get get used to that. And there have been those moments, I think, of, like, social um, discomfort well you remind yourself that it's okay this is the way that you are and it was the same then when I was in at school you know I really really wanted a boyfriend but like that clearly wasn't happening for me because I was the weird girl so and you know now obviously like that these things pass I think school is quite a challenging time and now I have an amazing group of friends and a great life partner and you know so those things did sort of come together for me but I think it's a trade-off like it happens later but when it happens it happens better Mm. But, you know, it can be really, really difficult to go against the grain, to go against what people have advised you to do, to not follow instructions. But I think if you truly are empowered, you would have considered people's instructions, but gone with your gut anyway. And I think that is the greatest self-love you can give yourself to really follow your heart and do what you think you were put on this earth to do this from episode 67 are people just letting go about how they feel about us and just recognizing that luckily the beauty of engineering is that your credibility comes from just your actions like do you know what you're talking about and it's okay to not know just learn just learn and do you know what you're doing with it and have you done something with it um that's so much more important than your grade that you got in your physics uh, exam two years ago, your degree. Um, so viewers or listeners, I am going to leave university without an engineering degree. I'm going to leave it with a writing and storytelling degree um, because I switched after three years of studying engineering. But for some reason, every time I go to one of these conferences, especially this one and being with all my girlfriends here, <laughs> I leave more and more empowered about my career uh, as an engineer um, because ultimately I'm, I'm realizing more and more like, wow, we are so capable of everything we set our minds to, and I, I don't need that degree. I know what knowledge gaps I need to fill, but ultimately, like, it is about believing in yourself, and I know that this new degree is going to help me engage with the world in a way that will help me identify the problems that I've always cared about solving. Um, so, yeah, just you shouldn't care too much about what that one kid in your lab thinks of you. Let him think that you forgot to plug in the solder. <laughs> it's okay. I love this guest's perspective about the choices she's making in life because I think so many people would be up in arms that she stopped doing her engineering in favour of something completely different. But when you look at the bigger picture and when you zoom out and when time has passed, 
really what she's doing is adding more and more strings to her bow. And when you think of people like Elon Musk, for example, who's so unconventional, but such a giant visionary and like no other person on the planet, you just think, you know what? I'm glad people are following their hearts. I'm glad people are making choices that they think is right for them. Most people might think she's being foolish. Most people will judge. Most people will have an opinion based on their own personal journeys. But it's really important to stay focused on what you think is right for you. To be smart, not to be stupid, to not listen to advice, but ultimately to take responsibility for the own decisions you make about your own life. Because all of my guests on silence have been female, we often get the feminine perspective on what it's like to be empowered, what they've done to become empowered, all of that. But I think men also struggle with maintaining and developing their own power. This from episode 78, who talks about male dilemmas about raising children. It's not just empowering women to be able to say that they want that. It's empowering men to be able to say that they want to stay at home without being laughed at. Exactly. I mean, there have been, uh, I remember one situation, there was one guy in my company who wanted to stay, I think he wanted to take the regular paternity leave. And some of his colleagues were you know, taking the mick out of him that, oh, you know, oh, you want to, yeah. you know, you're going to stay at home for a bit too long, like you need to get back and you know, do real work kind of thing. And that's not, you know, that's not the general company, at, well, it's not, you know, it's not the official company line at all. But within his little group, within his team, he was getting that negative attitude. It really affected him. And I kind of had to go to the side later at lunchtime when no one was looking and say, don't worry about that. These are your rights. This is what you can do, which he really appreciated. But uh, equally, I've spoken to very senior men within my company who have said that paternity leave was really important for them. And being in a financial position where they could take time off work Mm. to help raise their children has been so wonderful for them. So... With, with feminism, it's not just well, inequality. It's not just promoting women who have strong, very strong personalities or promoting the equality of women. It's allowing men to be a little bit softer as well. Yes, yeah. We're not going to have equality without that, that balance. Anyone can be who they want to be. It's not just about everyone being the alpha. So I think ultimately we do have to let people have their own journeys. I think we're living in a world where rather than dictating to people what they should do, and this is really for parents and maybe teachers, rather than pushing students to do what we think is right for them, we should give them advice which is a lot more open and gentle, putting trust and respect in the fact that people can make decisions for themselves and to gently advise saying, this is what I did, this is what worked for me, you don't have to follow it, but this is what I found to be right for me. And then let people go off and make their own choices. I think ultimately, we're certainly coming from an era where we used to try and control women and we used to try more accepting of who people want to be. And so I'll leave you with a short soundbite from episode 85, which I think sums up where we're at. I think that we have a chance at, you know, moving girls into into things that um, empower them. And I, I, I mean, I think that we have a better shot at doing that now than we were doing, you know, 50 years ago. I think we're doing a better job and I think we still have a long way to go. 
Thank you so much for listening this week. Please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review the show. I'd love to have your feedback about this episode or any others that you've listened to and some suggestions for future topics that you'd like to have on this show because it's all about self-discovery and evolution on innovation. So if there are any issues which you feel are holding you back to living your fullest potential, I'd love to delve into it and draw upon the wisdom and experiences of my amazing guests from my previous podcast, Silence. Be kind and loving to yourself and I wish you all a great week.